Happy hauntings, horror fans, and welcome to this week's episode of Megan's Murder Movies. I'm your host, Megan, and this week we are breaking down the film Better Watch Out, Christmas movie. I really enjoyed this. I watched this, I think it was last year around the holidays and found it, and it's really cringe, but it's really fun. I think it's an interesting watch, enjoyable love the music, um, just got good holiday vibes, so I thought it was appropriate for this time of year. Yeah, I can't believe we are getting to the end of the year. I started this podcast in January of this year, and while I had some uh, lapses in weeks where I couldn't get things done, I definitely did not think it would take as much time to put an episode together as it does. Um, so I've hit the calendar and I've looked at kind of what I think would be most helpful. I think I have a pretty good breakdown for how things are going to be next year and we'll see if if that's going to be a little bit smoother for me. It's kind of a four week on, two week off period, which would give me time to kind of prep a few episodes um, before I need to film. So it'd be like four weeks in a row of episodes and then I'd take two weeks off to kind of prep and get ready for the next four weeks and then four weeks, two weeks off, four weeks on, two weeks off, that type of deal. We'll see if that's any smoother, um, but without further ado, let's get into a summary. So Ashley travels to the suburban home of the Learners to babysit their 12-year-old son Luke during the holidays. She must soon defend herself and the young boy when unwelcome intruders announce their arrival. So this movie was directed by Chris Peckover and was written by Zach Kahn and Chris Peckover. Now we will jump into our cast with the actress who plays Ashley, which is Olivia DeJong. Olivia is an Australian actress known for playing Tara Swift in ABC One's Hiding, Becca in the film The Visit in 2015, Elle in Netflix's The Society in 2019, and she was also Priscilla Presley in the 2022 film Elvis. Luke is played by Levi Miller. Levi is an Australian actor and model. He's known for playing Peter Pan in Pan in 2015, Luke in Better Watch Out in 2016, and Calvin in A Wrinkle in Time in 2018. We will move on to Luke's friend Garrett, who's played by Ed Oxenbold. Ed is an Australian actor. He rose to prominence for his role in the film Julian in 2012. He appeared in the television series Puberty Blues from 2012 to 2014 and became more well-known for his role in the film Alexander and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day in 2014. He continued to gain fame for his role in the film Paper Planes in 2015, The Visit in 2015, Better Watch Out in 2016, and Wildlife in 2018. Next, we'll move on to Ricky, who is Ashley's boyfriend in the film, and Ricky is played by Alex Mickick. Alex is known for The Preacher in 2016, Secret City in 2016, and Better Watch Out in 2016. Very big year for him. Next, we move on to Jeremy, who is Ashley's ex-boyfriend, and he is played by Dacre Montgomery. Dacre is an Australian actor. He is best known for his role as Billy Hargrove in the Netflix series Stranger Things. Jason Scott in the 2017 action film Power Rangers, and Steve Binder in the 2022 film Elvis. So he was also in Elvis with the girl who plays Ashley. And in 2019, he released his own podcast titled DKMH, which features his own poetry. 
Then we'll move on to Robert Lerner, who is Luke's father, and he's played by Patrick Warburton. Patrick's an American actor. On television, he's played David Putty on Seinfeld, Jeb Denton on Less Than Perfect. He was in Rules of Engagement and Lemony Snicket, A Series of Unfortunate Events. His voice acting roles include Joe Swanson on Family Guy, Kronk in The Emperor's New Groove, Buzz Lightyear on Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, Ian in Open Season, Blag in The Wild, Ken in The B-Movie, he just tons of stuff. Um, Sheriff Bronson Stone in the Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. Tons of voice acting. Um, you definitely would know his character. And like even, I mean, I recognize his voice instantly, but I also knew the actor when I saw him in, in the credits pop up. And so he's always super funny, very comedic. Really, really enjoy him as an actor um, in both person and animation. And last but not least, we have Deandra, who is Luke's mother and Robert's wife, and she is played by Virginia Madsen, which we have talked about before. Virginia is an American actress and film producer. She made her film debut in class in 1983, which was filmed in her native Chicago. She moved to Los Angeles, and she was cast in the film Dune in 1984. She then starred in a series of successful teen movies, including Electric Dreams, Modern Girls, and Fire with Fire. We've talked about her on the podcast specifically for her role as Helen Lyle in the horror film Candyman in 1992. Um, Yeah, she is super great great in this. Um, Loved to see her again. Was also excited when I saw her pop up in the credits. So yeah, that is our cast. Pretty small cast for the film. Um, American film, but lots of Australian actors um, do great accents. Solid. You would never know. Um, But without further ado, let's jump into the fun facts. So that is actually the first fun fact is that despite the American setting, The sets were constructed with the 1.44 millimeter high door handles of an older Australian home, which American writer-director Chris Beckover called a source of distraction and frustration, which I thought was really interesting because I didn't realize when I watched this the first time that that was typical. And while I watched it, I was like, why are all of the door handles like so high up on the door? Like I'm 5'2". So these door handles would be like, eye level almost with me and I was just like I don't understand why that is it it threw me and then when I was going through this I was like okay that makes sense because apparently that's how it is in Australia so I'm sorry Australia maybe maybe I had to get used to the door handles but I was just very thrown off I was like why are all these door handles like so freaking tall um next we'll move on to the next fun fact which is that olivia and ed also starred together as siblings in the visit in 2015 which i cannot wait to do for the podcast because that movie just so good like i typically which my friends hate like my friends hate watching movies with me sometimes because i can always guess the ending and i'm really bad about like keeping my ideas to myself um, cause I just like talk through things and then nine times out of 10, I end up being right in my like theories that I just kind of throw out. But the visit, that movie threw me through a loop and I had, when they revealed the twist, I was shook and my friends were so excited cause I hadn't been able to guess it. Um, the movie was originally titled safe neighborhood, which Luke actually says in the film at one point, we can highlight it when we do the scene by scene, but him and Ashley are talking and he's like, well, we've never needed a security system. This is a safe neighborhood. So that's what the title of the film was originally going to be called. 
Of the seven key cast, only Patrick Waterburn and Virginia Madsen are from the U.S. Like I mentioned before we got into the fun facts, everyone else is Australian. The movie is set in the suburban street of a U.S. city that gets a reasonable amount of snow around Christmas. The city's not described, but it's not Pittsburgh, as the lead actor says she's moving there. Ashley talks about how she's getting ready to move to Pittsburgh. However, the set of the movie was actually in Sydney, Australia. So that's why we see the height of the doors. Um, And they filmed this during the summer, which meant the production crew had to create enough fake snow so the house looked like it was set in the middle of the northern U.S. winter. In real life, Olivia Dijon and Levi Miller are only four years apart. In the film, they are supposed to be five years apart. And originally, Selena Gomez was interested in playing the role of Ashley, but opted to focus on her music career and the then-upcoming revival tour. After the opening two minutes, the entire movie takes place inside or within a few meters of the Lerner home. So now that we've met the cast and we've got some fun facts, not many fun facts for this one, um, but we can jump into the scene-by-scene breakdown. We open with Joy to the World playing. We see a snowman and Christmas spirit is all around. There's kids playing, people out with their kids. Um, We see a cute little dog, very adorable. Opening credits are rolling. We see a white car, a girl inside on the phone. It's our main character, Ashley. She's talking to her mom. She was supposed to stay home and pack for her upcoming move, like I mentioned, to Pittsburgh. But she now has other plans because the learners, a family that she has babysat for, for what seems like quite a while, asked her to babysit while they go to a holiday party, and she agreed. Her mom mentions that she doesn't want her sneaking off to see her boyfriend, Ricky. And while Ashley is on the phone, she almost hits a cat in the middle of the road. It's kind of the first jump scare that we get. We see what we initially assumed to be a child because it's just this black thing in the road. She slams on the brakes and then a black cat continues crossing the road. So that's kind of our first jump scare. She slams on the brakes in time. She gets dirty looks from carolers out in the neighborhood and then she continues on her way. And then we see a black sedan pull out behind her as she continues to make her way down the road. Now we're at the learners. We meet their son, Luke, and his friend, Garrett. They are talking about how Luke has a crush on Ashley and is going to try and seduce her tonight. Mind you, he is 12 and she is 17. His plan is to watch a horror movie with her, and he is reading an article that basically says um, the same brain chemicals are released um, when we're aroused um, as when we're scared. And Garrett doesn't sound too convinced, but he's kind of busy playing on Luke's uh, PC. He's playing the game The Forest, which I've actually been dabbling in myself. My partner and I have been playing, and it's been pretty fun. If you don't know The Forest, it's like a survival game. You start off um, in a plane crash, and then you have to kind of survive on this island and there's cannibals on the island or i assume they're cannibals they're these like very spooky scary monster people um that try to murder you when the sun goes down and sometimes when it's light outside but typically at night um so you have to like build forts and all of these things and get running water like get water and food and harvest stuff and it's 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 a pretty cool game um so he's busy playing that They start debating on the movie Home Alone and the paint can scene when he drops it. And Garrett says that the paint can would have just knocked the guy back like it did in the movie. But Luke thinks that if that happened in real life, the guy would have died. 
that the painkiller would have killed him. And he's like, we watched that video, and that doctor said that it would have, like, smashed his skull. And then Garrett changes the subject, and he says, you know, dude, I just think that she's too old for you. And Luke's like, my parents are five years apart, so it's fine. And he also says that he knows what women want. Garrett then is like, well, if you change your mind and you don't want to seduce your babysitter, my brother gave me some weed so we could always get high instead. They continue talking and Garrett is like turned around from where Luke is. And he's like, I really hope that you get some ass. And he's like turning around in his swivel chair and he sees Luke's mom standing in the doorway and he tries to cover he's like i hope you get some assistance on that computer issue you're having you should uh talk to someone about that i think geek squad is pretty good supposed to be oh hey mrs learner and like it's really bad and luke even under his breath is like great great job genius great job because he just yeah she totally hurt him she hints to Garrett that he should probably be heading home, and she's all dressed up for the party that her and her husband are going to. She comes downstairs, and her husband, Robert, is sad that his Christmas ornaments are not on the tree. And she makes reference, thinking that her husband may be gay, and they chat. She gets a drink before they leave. It's a very, like, awkwardly homophobic scene, and I don't know why it's there. Like, and she doesn't say it. I don't know. I don't see her saying it as, like, sounding, like disgusting but it's just like very it was just a very weird random off-putting thing because she's just like are you sure you've never sucked another man's dick and he's like i'm allowed to like gay things and it's just it it's bizarre that whole little scene i don't really know why it's in there just to show like their relationship which seems like a lot of her harping on him i don't know i just find the relationships between the characters very interesting and i always find that with them very interesting because she just seems to not like anything her husband does so Ashley finally shows up. She talks with both parents and they seem to have a good relationship. Robert's very happy to see her. You know, they're kind of joking around together. They trust her. Um, you know, Ashley says that she wanted to take the job tonight because she wanted to say goodbye one last time. You know, it was important to her to do that. Deandra seems very pleased by that. She's like, oh, that's very sweet. And Luke comes out of his room and him and his dad, Robert, go to like take the trash outside. Meanwhile, Deandra takes Ashley upstairs and we learn that Luke has been sleepwalking again and Ashley needs to make sure that he takes his sleeping pill at night and that they put a pencil on his doorknob to see if he leaves his room at all. Um, but Deandra makes it clear that he doesn't realize that he's doing this and so it needs to be kept a secret. As she's showing Ashley, they find Garrett in the bathroom going through the medicine cabinet, and he asks if they have any itch cream for his shoulder, and Mrs. Lerner says that it's on the top shelf, and then she uh, mentions to Ashley that she thinks that Garrett's a bad influence on Luke. Garrett and the parents leave. Ashley makes a phone call and tells Luke he can go play video games or something. Luke seems really disappointed because he was, of course, you know, he's got this whole master plan to seduce her this evening. And she's on the phone with Ricky. It sounds like they might be breaking up because she's moving. And a spider runs across her hand in the kitchen and she totally freaks out. And Luke is standing around the corner listening in on her phone call. And so she starts yelling for him to come kill the spider. Come take care of it. Come kill it. Come smush it. And he like waits until she calls his name a few times so that she doesn't realize that he's literally right around the corner. Like four feet from where she is listening to her phone call. He comes and he puts the spider in a jar and takes it outside. He acts all innocent and he's like, look, like the spider didn't do anything. He doesn't deserve to die. Like it's fine. Puts it outside. 
He keeps listening to her phone call. She refers to him as kiddo and Luke looks totally crushed because she's telling Ricky, like, maybe you can come over tonight if the kiddo falls asleep early. And Luke just looks totally crushed by this. Ashley does some laundry and walks around looking for Luke. She checks his room and looks at a family photo in the hallway. It's a photo of them um, skiing together when Luke looks like was maybe a few years younger, maybe like nine or ten. Um, can't really tell because he's got this ski mask over his face. Now she's downstairs getting ready to put on a movie, and as she's scrolling to the horror section, we get a good jump scare. Luke has decided to open a bottle of champagne, and the cork flies toward the TV Ashley's watching and knocks over a picture frame. She gets really upset with him, of course, because he's 12 years old and drinking. They argue a little bit, and he tries to act all manly, talking about how he can hold his liquor. He's like, Garrett and I drink a whole bottle of this, and he threw up everywhere, but I can hold my liquor. And she's like, I'm not impressed by any of this. Like, knock it off, give me the bottle, and stop. It's so cringe, but I really love it because it's cringe. It just kind of just like makes you laugh because you're just like, what the fuck's going on? Ashley gets the bottle, takes it into the kitchen, and the patio door is open, even though we saw Luke as an audience close the door when he comes in from putting the spider outside. She looks at the champagne bottle, and she's like, I can't believe I'm doing this, and then she starts dumping it down the sink. Ricky calls. They chat for a little bit, and she's like, look, I can't talk right now. He just opened a bottle of champagne, and they kind of argue a little bit, and then they hang up, and she takes a drink of the champagne bottle. Luke catches her and they agree to secrecy on the alcohol. It's kind of a I won't tell if you won't situation. Luke goes there. So they're like standing in the kitchen kind of side by side. And Luke goes to reach for her hand and like hold it. But she walks away. I think before she realizes, I can never tell if she like sees it just quick enough and is able to move away or if she just really goes to turn and like doesn't realize that he's trying to grab her hand. But she asks if they want to order pizza, and the phone, as she's walking toward the the phone in the kitchen um, that's on the wall, it rings, scaring her. She answers it. No one says anything. Now they're in the living room next to the kitchen watching a scary movie, and Luke asks why she's dating Ricky. Luke says that she's choosing shitty guys. She calls him a kiddo again, and he says he's not, and he'll be 13 in a few weeks. She says, well, if I was your age, I would date you. And I kind of see this as a pity line, but of course he sees it as he's getting closer to seal the deal and he's right, but that's not really the case. She realizes she forgot to order the pizza, but then a pizza shows up. The pizza, this whole scene's really odd. Like it's, she takes the pizza or like she opens the door and she's like, hey, we didn't order that. And he's like, well, I have like pizza that's supposed to be delivered to this address. And then he's like, you have a pleasant night and it's just like awkward and she's just like yeah okay and luke's just like oh my dad must have ordered the pizza for us like that's typical so he pays the pizza guy because his parents left him money for to order pizza and he takes the pizza and goes in and as ashley closes the door she bumps into this like plastic santa behind her it scares her she doesn't like it so she opens the front door and she puts it out on the front porch Luke is lighting candles in the living room, and she just kind of shakes her head. She's like, what is with you tonight? Like, what is going on? And they have pizza while they watch the movie. Luke rests his head on Ashley's shoulder, and then he puts his hand, like, on her thigh, and so she moves it, and her phone rings. We see it's Ricky calling, but she doesn't answer it. She just flips her phone over so she can't see 
like that anyone's calling or messaging her. They chat about holiday plans and Luke makes a joke and she's like, you crack me up. Ricky calls again and she takes the call. She tells Ricky the same thing. Oh, you crack me up when he makes a joke and Luke gets all sad again. She comes back and calls Luke her little buddy and then he gets really upset. They continue to watch the movie and she's kind of getting scared and from the angle we see a shadow behind them from outside. Ashley turns around when she hears a noise, but of course Luke says that he didn't hear anything. She jumps at one point in the movie and like instinctively kind of grab Luke's, grabs Luke's hand out of fear and then he just tries to kiss her. She turns him down. She says it's inappropriate. He's like begging. It's very awkward. The phone rings and she goes to answer it. A man says, I can see you. She gets up and she goes and she puts her hand like up to the window, like flipping the guy off basically. And she's like, if you can see me, how many fingers am I holding up? It's great. She then hangs up the phone and asks Luke to turn the movie off. She takes the alcohol and Luke's like, well, who called? And she thinks that it's her ex, Jeremy. Luke says that he's obsessed with her. He being Jeremy, also Luke, but mostly Jeremy in this situation. And then we see the Santa that she had put on the front porch out the side window. Ashley says she's going to spray whoever is out there with the hose. She thinks it's just kids playing a prank or whatever. When she enters the kitchen, we see the back door is open again after we've seen Luke shut it and her shut it. She runs to lock it and tells Luke to get her phone. He goes to toss it to her, but is it's a very bad toss and it falls right into the fish tank. She goes to get it out and they hear a knock at the door. Ashley's scared to open it, but Luke opens it trying to act all manly. He's like, I know Taekwondo. And you're like, babe, that's not going to do nothing. You're 12. Stop. He's then attacked by Garrett. Jokingly, Garrett just kind of like tackles him into the house. And Ashley and Luke seem really annoyed. And Ashley says it's not cool that he was in the backyard scaring them. And he says he was never in the backyard. They hear something shatter upstairs and Ashley tells them to stay where they are and she'll check it out. She gets a knife from the kitchen and goes up the stairs. She tells the boys to stay down there, but they end up following her because they're scared. They walk up the stairs and down the hallway. They enter what looks like a home office and someone has thrown a brick through the window. Ashley tries to use Garrett's phone to call 911, but it won't go through for whatever reason. She then tries one of the home phones and the same thing. The phone line's down. They go to the laptop and the Wi-Fi network is gone. They leave Garrett upstairs when they think there's maybe a murderer around to try and fix the computer she's like just try to get on one of the other networks and he's like that's not how it works and you're like ashley you're 17 you should be smarter than this come on ashley says they need to find the security panel and they can call 911 for them luke says they don't have one because this is a safe neighborhood Ashley says they'll just leave in her car, but when she looks out the front window, someone has punctured her tire. There's like a full knife sticking out of her tire. She turns out the lights, and Garrett comes down with the brick, and on the other side, it says, you leave, you die. Her, I'm assuming it's her car turns on, not totally sure, but these bright lights come on from out front in the house, and Garrett freaks out. She wants all of them to go upstairs, but he freaks, runs out the back door, which is now wide open again. As he runs, we as he runs through the backyard, we see him get shot and fall down behind a bush. Ashley freaks out and can't decide if she should go out after him or not. She ends up shutting the door. 
And then Luke is behind her and she like tackles him to the ground, like just full on tackles him to the ground. She says they're going to get out of this. She asks if his parents have a gun and he says yes. They're going to make their way upstairs. And right now they're behind the couch in the living room where they were watching the scary movie. And they see someone out the window. Just a figure. You can't tell who it is, but just a figure. She grabs his hand and they bolt upstairs, but they pause when they see someone upstairs with a shotgun and a flashlight walking around. They sneak into the laundry room, which is the first door when you get up the stairs, and then up into the attic. The intruder comes into the laundry room and then leaves. They seem safe for now. Ashley says they can just stay there until they leave, and Luke starts getting worried because they killed Garrett, and he's like, what if they kill my parents? And Ashley's like, that's not going to happen. Luke says that they should go get his dad's gun. He goes farther into the attic, and she can't see him for like a moment because it's all dark up there. And then these two spiders that look very similar to the first spider in the kitchen start crawling on her. She freaks out, falls backward, and like falls on the attic door and almost falls out of the attic. Luke grabs her hand just in time and then pulls her back in. They climb down out of the attic because they're going to go get the gun and Ashley just starts to break. She's like, I don't think I can do this. She just seems totally lost and just out of it. Luke hugs her and says they'll be fine, but he needs to get the gun. And then he just runs out of the laundry room. And Ashley sits there watching the door for about 20 seconds. Like it's just 20 seconds of waiting and it feels like a long time. It's, it's a really good scene. Whoever decided that that's how, it, how long it should be, it was good. Because we get a really good scare when I'm not sure if the washer or the dryer buzzer goes off, but about five seconds in, we get a good like from that. And then we have another like 15 seconds of just waiting and silence. Luke runs back in and grabs her. He has the gun and they leave the laundry room. Luke says that he thinks the guy is downstairs. They go into his bedroom and she asks if the gun is loaded and he says yes. The intruder is back upstairs and pushes open Luke's bedroom door. They're able to hide just behind the door and the intruder continues down the hallway. They are now in Luke's closet hiding and he says that he's going to go out and scare the intruder. And she's like, that's a terrible idea. Like, just stay in here. And as they're kind of whisper arguing with each other um one of them bumps this like kid's toy in the closet that like has a fucking ton of noise and all these lights going off and they're trying to get it to turn off and then we get a different angle from the closet and there's this scary mask in the closet it's a really good jump and like ashley jumps and screams and then she just full-on like punches this mask and it falls off so we're like okay it's just a mask like but it i think that that's a pretty solid jump scare the intruder comes into his bedroom and they can see him from the closet. Ashley sees him itch his shoulder and then she also clocks the ski mask that Luke was wearing in the family photo and she immediately knows that the masked intruder is Garrett. She immediately comes out of the closet and tells Garrett to take off the mask. They admit they just wanted to scare her and she says they're going to be in so much trouble when Luke's parents get back. She's like, I'm calling them right now. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. She says Luke is a child for thinking staging an armed robbery to save her was a good way to get to second base. Luke looks like he's going to cry. Ashley's pissed, rightfully so. She says you're a selfish brat who doesn't consider others and you need therapy. Lots of it. Luke's like, well, I'm going to go now. And she's like, no, you're not. You stay right there. And she's going to go call Luke's parents. 
So as she's walking to the top of the stairs, Luke is right behind her calling her name. He's like, Ashley, Ashley, Ashley. And just before she goes to go down, she turns around, she goes, what? And Luke hits her in the head, like smack in the head. She falls down the stairs and Garrett comes out of Luke's room and he looks super worried. He's like, what have you done? And we see her crumpled at the bottom of the stairs. Cut to black. Now, Ashley comes to. We see Garrett riding around on a scooter in the house. Ashley is duct taped to a chair. Things are blurry. She may have a concussion. Garrett and Luke are playing fuck, Mary kill with the gals from Adventure Time. Then um, Garrett and Luke get into a little disagreement and Luke trips Garrett's scooter and he goes flying into the couch. They have been drinking and we find out that Luke gave Garrett oxy. Oxycodone, oxycotton, whichever. Garrett's feeling pretty comfortable. Christmas jazz is playing in the background. I really like the the soundtrack for this scene. Uh, the Christmas jazz is nice. And Luke checks his parents' location on his phone, and we can see that they are still at the party. Now we see Ashley again. She's trying to get out of her restraints. The boys go in and talk with her. Luke is clearly in charge. He goes through Ashley's purse and gets one of her lipsticks, and he draws lips over the duct tape. It reminds me of that scene in Charlie's Angels when Drew Barrymore got got by the bad guy and he like draws lips on her and it's it's just very creepy narcissistic i don't like it night stalkery it's a zero for me garrett laughs but also looks a bit uncomfortable with what's happening luke has the gun and threatens to shoot her as she screams when he takes the duct tape off she tries to reason with him and he says you talk when i tell you and we sit in silence for about 25 seconds. There's 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 good pauses in this. I really like it. The laundry room, this one, it just it makes you uncomfortable. Luke looks very pleased with himself. Total psychopath. Um, like he's supposed to be 12, almost 13, but the man's acting like he's 26. But one of my favorite things is that his voice cracks like throughout the whole movie, especially when he gets angry. And so I don't know if that was like a character choice that Levi had to make happen throughout the movie or if it was just kind of happening because of like the age but it it's so good every time his voice cracks it just it puts you right back into like yeah no this kid's 12 like what the hell Luke says that he wants to play truth or dare if she wins they untie her if she loses she has to drink Luke's insurance policy is what he calls it we later find out it's roofies Luke asks her truth or dare, and she picks truth, and he wants to know how many guys she's fucked. She gets upset and keeps saying this isn't like you, and then she admits she's not slept with anyone. Luke says that that's a lie because he knows that she fucked her ex, Jeremy. She says no. They broke up because he started telling everyone that, even though it wasn't true. Garrett now asks Luke truth or dare. He picks dare, and Garrett dares Luke to grope Ashley. It's really uncomfortable. Um, Luke's way too excited about it. She begs him not to, but because he's a little shit and he thinks it's funny, he does it. And he says, well, he has to because that's how you play the game. It's the rules, little asshole. This gets Luke a little too excited and Garrett laughs at him. Luke shoves Garrett and then Garrett shoves back. Luke and that's a little more intense and threatens to kick Garrett's ass. This is also when we get a really good like voice crack. Luke asks Ashley how that felt, and she very coldly says, like a little boy just felt me up. You can see Luke get upset by this. She says they're both going to be in so much trouble, and then Luke slides her back. Like, it's a very good scene. He really is trying to seem big and strong and intimidating, and he says that no one will ever find out. 
He kisses her forehead and tells her it's her turn. She then asks Luke, truth or dare? He picks truth and she immediately says, did you ever tell Garrett you killed his hamster? Luke looks like he was caught red-handed and Garrett is very concerned and confused. Luke says it was an accident and then asks Garrett truth or dare to try and change the subject. Garrett says dare and says that Luke should have him and Ashley make out. Luke gets mad and says that's not happening. She's my babysitter. You don't touch her. Garrett gets annoyed and wants to leave. He heads to the front door and Luke follows him to convince him to stay. Ashley sees a flashlight on the counter and is able to get to it and tries to signal for help out the window. She's like, you know, SOS out the window. She gets caught and no one saw the flashing anyway. Now Luke tells her how they're going to get out of this. He bought roofies and plans to drug her. So she forgets everything about that night and he's going to make it look like she got drunk and passed out. And that's how his parents will find her when they get home. Luke makes the drink and tries to get her to drink, but she headbutts the bottle and it falls to the floor and breaks. Luke gets really upset and starts to yell at Ashley, and then the doorbell rings. It's Ricky. He has flowers, and he wants to speak with Ashley. Luke almost gets him to go away, but he wants to leave the flowers, so Luke opens the door, and Ricky just pushes his way in. Because again, Luke is 12. Luke says that Ashley texted him 30 minutes ago and told him to come over, and Luke is trying to get him out, but he's walking around yelling for Ashley. She's grumbling, but Ricky can't hear her because Luke turned the music up loud. She's got tape over her mouth again. And Garrett's pointing the gun at her saying, please, I don't want to shoot you. Please be quiet. Please be quiet. She decides to throw herself back on the floor and makes a loud noise, but Garrett pops up around the corner. So Ricky doesn't find her. He's like, I got the rat that's been running around. It's a really big rat trying to cover uh, Luke then tells Ricky that Ashley has cramps and she doesn't feel well, and then Garrett chimes in and says that she also has diarrhea. Ricky decides to go upstairs to look for Ashley, and he says that he doesn't care what she's got going on, he just wants to see her. Ashley's trying to get a piece of glass that's on the floor, and she's almost there, and then Garrett comes in and sets the chair back up. I really like this camera shot, because it's almost like the camera is kind of on the ground with her, and then we see kind of the clunkiness of, like, her being lifted off the floor, and then, like, you know, put back up on the four legs of the chair. And Garrett was like, that wasn't cool. And then we see that Ashley was able to get the piece of glass. Upstairs, Ricky is looking for Ashley. Luke is behind him, and then he gets a baseball bat from his room. Ricky sees the glass window broken, and he goes to ask Luke, like, what happened, and Luke hits him in the back of the head. Luke is dancing to the music in the hallway, and Ricky gets up without Luke realizing, and they have a fight in the hallway. He kind of throws Luke around. Luke stabs Ricky in the cheek with the pencil. Ricky ends up getting the baseball bat and goes to hit Luke, but then Garrett shows up with the shotgun. Ricky drops the bat and Garrett is holding Ricky off. He's like, put your hands up, get down on the ground. Like, I don't want to shoot you. Ricky's complying and Luke gets up and then hits Ricky in the back of the head and knocks him out with the baseball bat. Garrett freaks out and Luke looks really pleased with himself. Luke thinks it's exciting and he clearly has this whole master plan. We see Ricky's body being dragged away and then we get a little cleaning montage. Now, Ricky is taped up in a chair next to Ashley. Ashley tries to get them to let Ricky and Garrett go. She says they will forget everything, and Luke is not having it. Garrett wants to believe her. He's not liking how the night has progressed. Ashley asks Ricky why he even came over when she told him not to, and he's like, but you texted me to come over. And we realize that Luke used Ashley's phone to tell him to come over. 
This really annoys Garrett and he can see Luke has bigger plans and Garrett is starting to really feel like a pawn in Luke's game. Luke tries to cover and says that he was going to tell Garrett, but Ricky showed up earlier than he was supposed to, so he didn't have time. Garrett asks what else he's going to lie to him about. We see Luke fish Ashley's phone out of the fish tank and it's fine. He had wrapped it in a plastic bag um, to protect it before he threw it in the fish tank. Now he wants Ashley to invite over her ex, Jeremy. He holds a gun to her and says that she needs to call him. She refuses and calls his bluff. It's such a great scene because she's just like, you're not going to shoot me and I'm not going to tell him to come over. So he puts the gun down. He goes over to the counter and he calls Jeremy himself and convinces Jeremy to come over so that he can talk with Ashley. It's a really funny scene because Jeremy answers and he's like, hi, who's this? And Luke's like, I'm actually calling for Ashley. And he goes, there's no Ashley here, dude. Wrong number. And hangs up. And Luke's like, this guy's such a fucking moron. Like, what the hell? So he calls back. He's like, no, I'm I'm calling for Ashley on behalf of Ashley. She wants to talk to you. Ashley is upset and she is holding the glass or that piece of glass in her hand. She accidentally cuts herself and starts to bleed. And Jeremy asks Luke, is this that little taint on Claremont Street? Ricky chuckles and then Jeremy says, okay, he's on his way over. Ashley tries again to get Luke to let them go. She's trying to reason with Luke and she's like, you cried when Garrett's hamster died. Like, I know that was an accident and it's okay. Like, you're a good person. And then Luke leans in really close and whispers in her ear that it wasn't an accident. Um, Ricky mumbles something and Luke takes his tape off and he wants to know what he said. He holds a gun to Ricky's head and tells him to say what he said again. Ricky says he needs a bathroom as he pees himself. Luke is pissed and he starts cleaning up quickly. He takes out the trash and Ashley is able to free one of her hands and then works on one of her legs. Ricky tries to have a heart to heart and says that he's happy for her. It's nice, but it's not really the time. Ashley almost has one leg free, but Luke comes back in, so she has to stop. Luke says Jeremy lives 30 minutes away and so he's trying to figure out what they should do while they wait for him to arrive. At first, he says he wants to watch Ashley and Ricky have sex. They both say no, and then Luke realizes that Ashley was honest when she said she was a virgin. Um, He says he was totally kidding and that they should just relax. He just thinks everything is this big joke and this big game. Then Luke sniffs, and he, like, originally he comes back inside, and he tells Ricky that his piss stinks after he took the trash out. And then after, like, he makes the sex comment and things like that, he's like, wait, that's not piss. And he realizes that Garrett is in the living room smoking pot. He freaks out. We hear them argue off camera. And Ashley is able to get that first leg free. Luke and Garrett come back in and they force Ricky to smoke the weed so that they can blame it on him. The smoke comes out of the hole in his cheek where the pencil went in and they take Ricky into the main entryway of the house away from Ashley. Um, You know, they're both screaming. They want to know what's going on. Ashley wants to know where they're taking Ricky. Ricky's trying to convince Garrett to let him go because then they pull him into the main entryway and then Luke like leaves and it looks kind of like goes into what I would assume would be the garage. Ricky asks Garrett why he hangs out with Luke and Garrett says, well, he's my best friend. And Ricky's like, are you sure? Luke comes in with a paint can and a rope and he tells Garrett he wants to test the home alone scene in real life. Ashley almost has both legs free and she spots the gun on the table, the little handgun. 
Luke is on top of the staircase and he ties the paint can to the rope and then drops it off the railing. It barely misses Ricky and both him and Garrett freak out. Garrett says to stop or they'll kill him, but Luke wants to prove he was right and that the paint can will kill him, not just knock him back. Garrett apologizes and says that they should stop. He's like, you were right. I'm sorry. Don't do this. You're right. Just stop. Luke wants to try one more time. He runs back up the stairs to try again, and Ashley runs in with the gun telling Luke to drop it or she'll shoot him. Him, being a little shit, drops it, but by dropping it, throws the paint can, and we get a slow-mo of the can coming down and then smacking into Ricky's face. We don't see the carnage, necessarily, of his face being caved in, but we see the yellow paint go everywhere mixed with the red blood. Ashley tells Luke not to come closer, and he's, like, walking down the stairs just laughing. She's like, why are you laughing? Like, do not come closer. She tries to fire a warning shot into the ceiling, but the gun isn't loaded. So he's been threatening people with a with a empty gun the whole night. Ashley then bolts, and Luke tells Garrett to go get her. She runs out the back, and then she is shot with a paintball gun, and we see that it's on, like, a trip wire, and that's what hit Garrett earlier in the backyard. Ashley and Garrett wrestle on the ground, and Ashley is able to climb the fence and get away from Garrett. She runs and starts screaming for help. Some Christmas carolers are across the street, and one of them hears her, but isn't quite sure what she hears, and then we see Ashley hit in the head, and we realize that she has been hit in the head with the brick that came through the window. Luke threw a brick at her, and she collapsed to the ground. It kind of looks like it hit like the back of her head, maybe hit or just in the back, but yeah, these are a brick at her. Now the Christmas carolers are at Luke's house, and he makes them hot cocoa and acts like everything is okay. Ashley wakes up back inside, and she is wrapped, like fully wrapped in duct tape and Christmas lights. Luke says it hurts, but she will thank him later, and he kind of like puts his hand on her face softly and kind of like rubs it a little bit. And she kind of leans in and he gets all cocky and he's like, oh, do you like that? And she nods. And then when he leans in closer, she needs him in the balls, which I think it's great. 10 out of 10. But poor Ashley is looking rough. Like, and she just has a full view of the back of Garrett and, or no, a full view of the back of Ricky and his dead body, which is really sad. Garrett is really out of it, and he is not happy to be there. He's so done. He's mad about Ricky being killed, and Luke says that it's Garrett's fault for smoking in the house. And Luke's like, don't worry, we're going to get out of this. I've gotten out of everything that I could have been in trouble for. And we also learn that Luke has been faking sleepwalking. Luke says he knows how this ends, and they're going to get out clean. Now Luke takes Ashley's phone and posts on social media about Jeremy freaking her out. Jeremy shows up and Luke goes to deal with him and Garrett says, you mean kill him? And Luke goes, no, of course not. When Luke leaves, Ashley tries to talk with Garrett. He asks her to please stop. We see Jeremy in his car drinking, prepping for his talk with Ashley. It's super cringy, but it's really great. He's like, he's like, yeah, no, we're good. I'm good. Everything's good. Like looking at himself in the mirror, like prepping to like seem cool and casual. He goes in the backyard and he trips over the catapult and we realize that that was what shot the brick through the window. He calls out for Ashley and she tries to yell for him, but Garrett and the tape are muffling her cries for help. Jeremy goes to the back door and knocks, calling for Ashley again. 
Luke shows up behind him and says that Ashley wants him to apologize and he needs him to write it down. Jeremy wants to see her, but Luke says that she doesn't want to see you. Jeremy says that it's stupid, but he takes the note bad and writes, Dear Ashley, I'm sorry. And Luke's like, that's all. That's all you want to say. That's all you want to write. He convinces Jeremy to write more. And as he's writing, Luke comes up behind him and puts a noose around his neck. He uses his family's riding lawnmower to pull him up and Jeremy chokes to death. Then we see what he wrote. He wrote, Dear Ashley, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me for everything I've done. I love you so much, Jeremy. While this is happening, Ashley and Garrett are getting a little closer. She kind of puts her hand on his. He takes the tape off of her and she says that he can untie her and they can get away. She's like, I'm not going to let Luke hurt you. It's fine. We can just go. We can get out of here. And she says that no friend would put you through what Luke put him through tonight. Garrett starts taking the tape off and he apologizes. He kisses her cheek and right after that, he is shot with a shotgun by Luke. Luke yells that he told Garrett not to touch her. Luke is yelling that Garrett made him do it. And Garrett is on the floor in the dining room saying, oh my God, I'm dying. And he's sad and he's crying. And he goes to say, I want my mommy. But Luke shoots him in the head. Ashley's crying and Luke is screaming, fuck you, at Garrett's dead body. He then composes himself very quickly and says, he was starting to annoy me anyway, this kid is fucking psycho. Luke pulls up a chair next to Ashley and she says, you were never going to let me go, were you? He says, guilty. And then he talks about his mom holding him. Like, it's very awkward. He's like, my mom used to hold me every night until I would fall asleep. And then one day she just stopped and I don't know why. And Ashley goes, I know why your mom stopped. But then she closes her eyes and stops talking. And this makes Luke mad. He comes up behind her in the chair and then stabs her with the pocket knife. I'm assuming in the neck, but we don't really see or know exactly where she was stabbed. But I'm assuming in the neck. He then cleans up the house and he pins everything on Jeremy. And then he gets ready for bed. He's tracking his parents and we can see that his parents are on the way home. He can't get the pencil to stand on the doorknob, so he puts it on from the outside and then he goes out the window to get into his bedroom. His parents pull up and he's almost caught. Uh, he like knocks over the reindeer, the like lit up reindeer that are on the roof, so he has to put those back up. His parents pull up in the driveway while he's still on the roof. He accidentally knocks almost, well, he does knock a candy cane off the roof, but he catches it in time and pulls it back before his parents realize and he jumps into bed. He takes a sleeping pill, and then he pretends to be asleep. We hear his mom screaming from the ground floor of the house and run upstairs to check on Luke. She's holding him. He's acting confused. We see his father outside his bedroom door, I'm assuming a little while later, talking to the police. And then we hear an EMT yelling, this one's alive. Luke's mom leaves him and runs downstairs and tells Luke to stay there. He goes to the window and we see Ashley on a gurney awake and the EMT says that she put duct tape over the wound and the, she was smart to do that because that kept her alive. She flips Luke off as she's loaded into the ambulance. We end with his mom and him looking out the window and she's hugging him. Kind of. The credits roll, but we get a mid credit scene. Luke is in his bedroom, I'm assuming very shortly after the ambulance left. And he tells his mom that he's really worried about Ashley. 
and he wants to go see her at the hospital. And that is how Better Watch Out ends. It's a really quick watch. I think it's like 90 minutes. I really enjoy it. It's just kind of a stupid one to put on in the background. Like I said, it's super cringe, but the music's good. The ambiance is good. If you want just like a chilled Christmas themed horror cringe movie, um, that one's definitely fun. And it's got a good twist of like a 12 year old kind of being the mastermind of all of these things. Yeah, I I enjoyed it, Um, made my partner watch it, and he was like, what the fuck is happening in this? Like, what is going on? And I was like, I know, right? It's good. I like it. (laughs) Um, It's on Shudder right now, and I think it's on Hulu as well, but I know it's on Shudder. Um, So yeah, I hope you liked today's episode. If you did, feel free to like, rate, whatever it is on wherever you listen. Um, if you want to see what the podcast is up to on socials, I'm trying to be better about posting on socials. I'm much more active on Twitter, um, but I'm, the podcast is on Instagram and Twitter under M murder movies. So that's M as in massacre murder movies on Instagram and Twitter. And I hope that everyone has a wonderful holiday season, whatever you celebrate. I hope that you're safe and you're sound and your family is safe and you get to have some good food and relax a little bit. I have uh, two weeks off of work, which I'm very, very excited for. Nothing big holiday-wise. I'm going to go fly and see my brother for New Year's, which will be really fun because I've not seen him in about six months, and him and I are pretty close, so that'll be nice. I think we're going to get sibling tattoos, so that'll be kind of cool, and yeah, I think that that's all that I have for you today, so thank you so much, everyone who has been around for the year. Um, very exciting. I've really, really enjoyed doing this and I hope the next year is going to be even better. I got to see like the Spotify wrapped, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, and it's just been really awesome kind of watching this little podcast grow, which is just, you know, a fun hobby of mine. Um, but again, I hope that everyone has a safe holiday season. I'm hoping to do one more next week, which I'm excited for. So stay tuned for that and stay safe and stay spooky.